Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Continue with teaching on being connected to God. Being connected to God, the book of Colossians. And really, that should be our aim in life. The Bible says, For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things. So if everything comes from God and comes through God and goes back to God, you remember that uh, was called, was it Elton John, the circle of life? It was from the Lion King. Well, brethren, from the Bible, it all starts with God. It comes through God. And our purpose should go realize that it's all going back to God. This is all about Jesus Christ. And I don't know what the Elton John song was, but really the circle of life, it starts with God, goes through God, and goes back to God. So our lives should be involved in that cycle. Not being Mufasa or uh, whatever Elton John was singing about but whatever the Bible is preaching about or talking about. So connected to God, and that's really what we want to do. We want to stay connected to God in that program. Colossians chapter 2. But first of all, since it's New Year's, this guy said, Last year, I was able to keep all of my New Year's resolutions tucked away in a journal in my bookshelf. (laughs) This other person said, I always skip the gym the first week of the New Year. And his friend said, why? He said, well, I just can't deal with all those big crowds that come in that first week of the, of the new year. And he said, okay. And he continued, he said, but I, but I also skip weeks 2 through 52 of the new year. I, I'm just looking for an excuse for those still. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse 21. And really you want to understand, we're going to get into kind of a few verses down. By avoiding being robbed avoiding being robbed what do you mean avoiding avoiding being robbed of our connection i don't know if you've realized this and you have because your smartphone if it loses its connection you lose a lot of the capabilities of your smartphone and spiritually we don't want to lose our connection uh and it can happen so subtly i i remember uh there was a man named samson He thought everything was cool, but the Bible said he wist not. He didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. And it was so subtle, but then he just tried to shake himself and break free from the restraints. And and he wasn't able to do it. Why? Because his power wasn't in his hair, okay? That was a sign of his devotion, but his power was in the Spirit of God that was in his life. So we, we want to avoid being robbed of our connection to God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. That's so simple, but it's so vital. Like we have our vital organs, brethren. Faith is vital to the Christian to trust Jesus. So with that in mind, staying connected. Paul said, For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and from them at Laodicea, which was kind of like a sister city, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. And again, from the last chapter, we don't understand that Paul ever actually visited. That's why he said, they haven't seen my face in the flesh. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding 
to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I like this though. He said that in verse 2, that our hearts might be comforted being knit together in love. There's something about being at a church where you know that people love you. And you know that uh, you can be uh, confident that you can express your love to other people. That makes church a difference. And sometimes you see when you go visit someone as a pastor, they're, 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 they're just kind of like, you know, they're, how, why did you come visit me? It's just like, well, because we care about you. And you know what? It doesn't mean much initially, but when you begin to realize, man, people really care about you. And if you've ever had a knit sweater, you know, you can throw it in the ball, you know, throw it in a ball or, or you can put it on, you can have your kids hang on it, but it still stays together, right? And it's this thing about love that people aren't going to get offended over little stuff. And you know, you can maybe say a joke or something that they don't like, but they don't stomp off and pout off into the wilderness, like into the, into the sunset, right? But I'm thankful for the love of the brethren. It's a real blessing to be loved. So the Bible says, though, and he begins to point here to the treasures of wisdom in Christ. And that's where we want to keep our connection. Verse 4, and this is where he begins the warning, okay? And so this is kind of the theme of being connected to God, staying connected to avoid being robbed. And this I say, lest any man or woman should beguile you with enticing words. You know, some people, they, they have certain ways of saying things, right, to trick you. Like someone would say, hey, if I see your mom, do you want me to tell her that you're ugly? So if you say yes or you say no, there's still a presupposition that you're ugly. Really, and, and that's enticing words where people, what they do is, and what I'm talking about, look, I'm not saying anyone's ugly, but if I see your mom, do you want me to tell her? No, <laughs> but that's exactly what people do. They'll try to switch the conversation and, and it has nothing to do with ugliness, but they'll kind of, they'll, they'll throw something in there really subtly. And we're going to develop this hopefully and take Christ out and put something in. And if you agree to it or you get into that conversation thread, it's real subtle, but you can find yourself on the outs of your faith. And this is a really a warning chapter. He said, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. You know how someone says, I'll be with you in spirit in church. Well, really, your body is where your spirit is, okay? If your spirit leaves your body, you're dead, okay? But Paul said, my heart's with you. That's what he meant. He's, he didn't mean his actual spirit was in the church, okay? Because your spirit is connected to your body. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, Father, into thine hands I commend my my spirit, because that means you're dead, okay, when your spirit leaves your body. But Paul said, my heart is there. And really, because he, he feels a connection to the church in love. The Bible says, though I be absent in the flesh, I'm with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order. And the steadfastness, here is what you need to keep, of your faith in Christ. Of your faith in Christ. And if I say that one more time, it wouldn't be out of order, right? You've got to have, faith is simply trust. And we're talking about not the words or saying it, but 
uh, the reason that I'm a Christian is because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. The reason that I'm a Christian is because I accepted his shed blood on the cross. The reason I am a Christian is because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. The reason I'm a Christian is because Christ forgave my sins and continues. The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for us. He's our lawyer up in heaven. I don't need Morgan and Morgan. I have Jesus. Thank God. Look, thank God for a lawyer. If you need a lawyer, they probably, you know, are, are well, well funded to, to serve you. But I'm talking about spiritually, spiritually. This is not a paid advertisement for Morgan and Morgan. I don't just, don't, I just don't want to say anything bad. You know, people like to, to dump on lawyers and preachers and I don't know anything about them. That's just their commercial. Okay. So I don't know anything about Morgan and Morgan. And if they have other kids, Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. And my niece is named Morgan. Right? No, no. Cousin. Right? Is that right? Morgan. He's an adult, so. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So he's laying a foundation for the way we need to keep from being robbed. He says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. There that is again. As ye have been taught, abounding therein, with thanksgiving. Now, there's three things, right? Um, if we look at verse 7, progress is protection. What do you mean progress? Progress is protection. He says, rooted and doing what? Built up in him. Established in the faith. So, if we want to protect ourselves from error one of the things we need to do is grow in god we need to keep reading uh reverend patterson has a challenge for the children to read the bible and really the the reading of the word of god lets god deal with your heart it's like having a connection when i read the word of god i don't just if i have the presence of mind okay i i'm i am cognizant of the fact that i'm communicating not just with a words on a page, but with the very mind of God. This is God speaking to your heart. So I ask God to speak to my heart when I'm reading his word. And brethren, he will. He'll deal with your heart about stuff because the author is still alive that wrote that book. <laughs> but the three things in verse 7, if you look at the three G's, okay? The first one is grounded, rooted in him. And if you have roots, what do they do? The roots go down into the soil and pick up the nourishment that we can't see, right? It's from that, that water that flows down deep. And uh, that's where that, uh, even if it's drought here, if you have deep roots, you can go get that groundwater. And that's spiritually where we get fed, grounded in Christ. And the next thing is built up, growing. We need to be grounded. We need to be growing. If you want to be grounded, you can read Psalm 1. That Psalm 1 is all about being grounded in Christ, okay? Then growing, built up in what? In Him. And the third one, now brethren, this is so, this is so important, okay? And I know we all face things, but it says abounding therein with what? And it's just all over the Word of God. Thanksgiving. Grounded, growing, and grateful. If you're those three things, you're going to ward off a lot of error, Okay? A lot of times, you can lose your thanksgiving when you see someone else and you think, wow, if I had that, I'd be happy. If I had that flat screen TV, then I'd be really happy. If I had that, 
you know, those big knobby tires on my Prius, then I'd look funny. But no, but then I'd be happy. You know, just whatever that it is, right? If I had those new shoes, if I had this, if I had, you know, lost weight or gained weight or, you know, some people are just never happy. You know, some people, if they're light, they want to get tan. Or if they're darker, they want to get lighter. Yes, truthfully, that's what happens. If they have hair that's straight, they want to curl it. And that's fine. If they have curly hair, they want to straighten it. I just like some. I mean, I just like some hair. <laughs> curly, straight. I don't even care the color. I'll just have some, right? But it's not there. So, But I'm thankful that I did have hair at once, right? So grounded, growing, and grateful. Really, if you're grateful... It's going to protect you spiritually from a lot of illness and a lot of illness that's, that's available. So verse 8 to 10, we got some connection issues coming up. So the false teachers, what do they do? They kidnap people from other churches. You know what Christians do? We win new believers. And if I ask people, say, hey, you have a church? Well, yeah, I got a church. And I'll usually come back with something like, hey, what's the pastor's name? And they're like, um... Um, then I might invite them to church anyway. If they don't know the pastor's name or they haven't been for four years, right? But if they say, yeah, I go to church and it's this a church and I'm like, hey, praise God. I think you should be faithful to your church. But if that guy or that lady and then they're like, we don't have a church. And I'm like, that's who we're looking for. We're not looking to proselytize, which means to take someone from another church. We're looking to reach people who don't know Jesus. People who don't know anything about the Bible. That's what Christians do. So let's, let's look, uh, look at verses 8 to 10. Beware lest any man spoil. That word spoil isn't like milk going bad. Like you open your fridge, you're like, oh, oh that's spoiled. Or that spoiled bratty child, right? No, that's not what it's talking about, okay? But spoil, have you ever heard the to the victor goes the spoils? Spoils, and I hate to use this, this word might booty, I, but booty is a plunder, okay? I know that that's another word that's it's understood differently, but that's what spoil means. It means plunder or things that are taken from somebody else. Well, is Paul talking about someone taking our goods or is he talking about someone spoiling you? I don't think this is a safe touch commercial. This isn't like a home security commercial in the Colossians chapter two. You know what this is? People can steal your spiritual possessions. This is a spiritual letter. Beware lest any man steal you. What do you mean steal you? Because if you lose your faith in Christ, he has take, they've taken your faith off of Christ and put it in something else. So they've stolen you spiritually. So beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy, that's some witty argument, and vain deceit. A lot of people, you know, that have these philosophical arguments against God, but it's like a derringer, those little one shot. That's all they have is like, Jesus drank wine. I mean, I mean, that's all they have. And then you develop that a little bit and then you find out, oh, Jesus drank the fruit of the vine. That's actually how they call it. Doesn't it show me in the Bible where Jesus drank wine? Like, oh wait, they couldn't find it. Or my, it's funny that someone was on, was it Twitter or something? Everyone's all this trans stuff, right? So someone had tweeted or Facebook post tweeted, Jesus never introduced himself 
with any male pronouns. And so someone came back with a quote from was the Gospel of John, and it says, <laughs> Jesus said, I am he. And it's like, <laughs> take that! Say, <laughs> preacher, but, but that's, but you see, people, they have all these philosophies, but they're not right. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes it's because people don't know their Bible. So that man came back with the scripture and he quoted the Gospel of John. I don't remember the chapter and verse, but I was like, bam! I just wanted to say that, right? So, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. And it says in Genesis, God created people male and female. And I'm not, that's not hate speech, brethren. It's just called the truth, okay? And that's just what it is, okay? It's just called nature, okay? I didn't make it up. It's just science, okay? It's biology, okay? And it says, after in vain deceit, a show-off, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world. The rudiments can mean elements like, hey, what's your sign? And that, they don't mean like a gang sign. They mean, it's like, oh, preacher, are you, uh, uh, what, what sign of the zodiac? You know, tell me your sign. Are you Pisces or, I don't know them all. Actually, I do know my sign. I'm an Aquarius. You know what that means? Nothing. Okay, these signs, what the people believe is that when you were born corresponds with the starry constellations and it somehow influences your life. And I used to read my horoscope before I was a Christian. So you should do this today and you're going to have good fortune today. Because of some planet up there that's like four billion years. How? But have you heard of the flu, right? It probably caught it too. Well, the flu is a shortening of a bigger word, influenza. Okay, and that's from Italian. But it's literally influenza meant or means influence. So people used to think that you would get sick because of the influence of the stars. They really thought that caused the flu, right? <laughs> This one guy said, he said, I just switched to a new vegan diet in 2023. He said, thankfully I've got COVID so I won't be able to taste the difference. <laughs> but it's not the stars that gave you the flu, right? It was a virus, right? That's what gave us the flu. But anyhow, so, but these people, they, they were trying to give the rudiments of the world and try to give you something to trust in but not after Christ. And that's the problem. Say, what do you think of the Zodiac? I don't, I don't read. I don't read that because I know that it doesn't. Now, if it did influence me, I'd do something. I do take my blood pressure. That does something for me, at least not spiritual, but my sign has no bearing on my life or your life. And to tell you anything else would be error. It just wouldn't be true. For in him, in Christ, so this is what, we're talking about dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So what these false teachers did, they didn't forsake Christ. They just kind of made him part, you know, like Jesus is good in your little, you need to, you know, do all these other things. And Jesus, okay, go to church. You know, the devil doesn't want to make you stop going to church. Just like, don't make Jesus first. Don't be a fanatic. Just kind of put him in there, you know. Put him in there on your shelf with all your other stuff that you trust in. You know, you got your lotto numbers. Oh, I'm going to win the lotto. 
I'm gonna, that's gonna be my, that's my, that's my uh, ticket out of this place, right? People really put a lot of faith in that. How do you know? Because they talk to people about it. I mean, they're like, oh yeah, the big one, the big one's coming. <laughs> do you know anyone that's won $500 million? I don't, I, I mean, I've, I've met some people, I've traveled around, not even in my extended family, okay? But they do. And also, you get, get struck by lightning, more, uh, more of a chance of getting struck by lightning uh, than, than uh, winning the lottery. But anyhow, but you see, Jesus has to be Lord at all, Lord of all, or not Lord at all. There's no part Jesus. I have to be full Christian or not Christian. And that's the thing that they don't tell you. This, oh, you can just serve Jesus on Sunday and go do your thing on Saturday. Go shake it on Saturday. And on Sunday, just raise the same hands with the club stamps, right? With all, all the club stamps. You're just like, oh, hallelujah. Now, the Bible says raise holy hands. That because it's, it's because God wants us all. God's a jealous God, which means God says, I want you. And the U.S. Army says, I want you. And the devil says, I want you. Well, everybody wants the same thing, right? But the devil wants just what God wants. God has first dibs. Why? He's God. <laughs> so... We don't need a revelation. Some people are like, oh, I've got this new revelation. You know what we need? We need the, the book of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what we need. That is the revelation of the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. That's the revelation that we need. And the Bible says in verse 10, and you are complete in him and a paleo diet which is the head of all principality and power, and you got to go to the gym and wear new tennis shoes. No, you don't. That's what people do, though. They add stuff to Jesus. But it says you're complete in him, in Christ. It's not Jesus plus anything. You just have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you're complete. Well, I need to get married, or I need to get divorced, or I need to get a house, or I need to get a new car, or I need to get a new job. You're complete in him. In Christ, And that's something that we need to realize. I can stop looking. They said, art thou he that should come or look we for another? And if we don't feel complete, we're going to be looking for something. I saw this lady. She was at this uh, a place I didn't want to be. It was an estate sale. My wife drugged me there. I'm on drugs, right? My wife drugged me to the estate sale. So this lady was at the estate sale and she had something in her hands. And she was like, a, she was holding it, like with, you know, like guarding it. But that her head was swiveling back and forth, like she had it, but she wasn't satisfied with it. Have you ever seen some kid with like their ice cream or whatever, and they're like so happy? But she was like, she had it, and yet she had this like worried look, like she was FOMO, fear of missing out. And she was like, "There's something else. I've got this, but I, I'm not happy." But you know, we can get like that if we don't get, because there's always there's so many shiny things out there, and you know, brethren. You're complete in Christ. I mean, to go home, shut the door, gather your kids around and say, hey, we got everything that we need. God's going to take care of us. Amen. The Bible says, in whom also in Christ are ye circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So circumcision was a, something done to a young man. Uh, under the Jews and uh, it was symbolic and it was, it was passed down after Abraham got his righteousness by faith 
Abraham got his righteousness by faith, but then circumcision was a sign of a covenant or an agreement between you and God. It was never meant spiritually, okay? And, but some still say that. Some, and some of the false teachers said, unless you're circumcised. Now, if you're circumcised or not circumcised, it's a medical thing. It doesn't mean anything spiritually, okay? Don't go showing people, okay? <laughs> okay? But it's just part of the body. It's external, right? It has no spiritual advantage over sin. It's done with hands. But the one of Jesus, it's done without hands. It's not man's work. Christ does God's work. And the Bible said we're buried with him in verse 12 in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. This isn't water baptism. He's talking about a spiritual dunking. And if I can quote 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all have, have been made, excuse me, have been all made to drink into one spirit. God puts us or dunks us into Christ by the Holy Ghost. In verse 13, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together, made alive with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. The life of Christ lives in you, and it's what God's work does that makes us alive in him. Blotting out. So he took the law of Moses with him to the cross. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, laws, that was against us. I don't keep the Ten Commandments. If you do, you have to keep them all. And there's more than ten, okay? But one of those is keeping of the Sabbath. Now, I keep the spirit of the law, but I don't keep the Sabbath. That's from Friday evening to Saturday evening. That's a Jewish, those were given to the Jews. But... Jesus took that to the cross. It says, he took the ordinances that were against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. That's why I don't keep the, the, the Ten Commandments. Now, other parts of the commandments, the spirit of the law, the purity of the law, the worshiping of God, brethren, that's throughout the Bible. That's not just for the Jews. That's for all of us. Not stealing, not killing, not desiring the wrong things. That's always been God's desire for us, okay? Verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers. So Jesus was the one that robbed the principalities and the powers of their uh, authority over us. He made a show of them openly, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. So we feel free. We need freedom from the influence of those planets and stars, you know, the influenza. We need free... We need to be free from the influencers. There's a lot of influencers. Well, I'm an influencer. They got some fad diet, some spiritual fad, you know, that's out there. But we also need to be free from the influence of the devil. We need to be under the influence of Jesus Christ. We need to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And I talked about it in service this Sunday that we get that direction difference where we ask God, God, what do you want me to do? But be honest and then listen to what he says. And you know what? He'll guide you. God will absolutely do it. And he might not tell you what you think. Why? Because, was it Jeff Foxworthy? When your wife asks you your opinion, she doesn't want your opinion. 
She wants her opinion in a slightly lower voice. You know, you know, a lot of times when we ask God, we don't want God's opinion. We just want God to tell us our opinion in a slightly more godlike voice, right? But no, God might tell you something different than you think. <laughs> Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any and holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, right? And I keep going. I've only got like a minute left. Which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. So the Old Testament contained a lot of shadows. What's a shadow? So a shadow is made. We have an image on the surface, right? Light shines on that object. And behind that object, there's a shadow created, right? Well, there were a lot of shadows in the Old Testament, like the Passover lamb. You know what the shadow was? The light was shined and Christ was the image The shadow was the Passover lamb. Christ was the real Passover lamb. Christ was the one who shed his blood. A lot of those shadows, they're made understood by the New Testament, where we understand that Jesus Christ was all. He's our atonement. Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. He's our sacrifice. Really, Jesus is our Sabbath. Jesus is our rest. He said, come unto me. And the Jews should have known this. Even John the Baptist, he said, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, is not the Lamb we sacrifice, it's Jesus. All of the shadows of the Old Testament were pointing to Jesus, that great figure, and the understood, the, the understanding of all the shadows, of many of the shadows of the Old Testament. Let me continue. Let no man beguile you to declare unworthy, like an umpire saying no good, or, un, uh, or out, that no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind. So a lot of people will do a lot of things. Well, I worship St. Matthew, or I worship St. I don't know, make up a name. There's all kinds of saints. Or I worship Gabriel, or I worship... That doesn't make you any more holy. Worship God. Worship God. Well, I worship Mary. Well... I worship, so if you're going to have a cardiologist or someone do surgery on you, would it be the same if you just called the cardiologist mom? It's the same, right? Of course not. I'm going to worship Jesus, not Jesus' earthly mom, okay? And there's a lot of people that will take the direction off, but the Bible says the problem is in not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. You know, it's like, it's not organic. Don't touch it. It's, I don't eat meat. Now look, if you don't want to eat meat, don't eat meat. If you don't want to eat pork, don't eat pork. If you don't want to drink soda with sugar, or you want to eat, drink soda with fake sugar. Or if you don't want to drink soda. Great. But that doesn't make you spiritual. If you don't want to have kids. Well, I'm more spiritual because I don't have a child. Oh, that's funny because God sent forth his only begotten son. <laughs> so God's pretty spiritual. In fact, I know a lot of men of God. Let me tell you, having kids doesn't make you spiritual. But it makes you humble. <laughs> but it, not having children... Because there's some people that say, I'm so spiritual, I'm not going to marry. Well, I thought God gave us marriage. Marriage is of God. And so, 
not taking one of God's blessings makes me more spiritual? I don't see how that works. But that's what he says. Be careful that you think, well, I'm not going to touch this. I'm not. Now, look, if you don't want to eat meat or drink soda or all these other things, there's health reasons for everything, but it's not spiritual health. That's what the problem is. When you think that the food that you eat makes you spiritually different, you're on dangerous ground. Or because I pump myself up. I am so buff, preacher. I am keeping God's temple clean. I am, what is it, the Lord's gym, and it shows Jesus like bench pressing the cross. That has nothing to do with the message of the gospel, okay? Whether you have buff, big buff muscles, or, or you have a, a six-pack on ice, you know, God really doesn't care about that, okay? God doesn't care about that. It says, which are all to perish with the using. The things that we eat, they come out. They're not spiritual. After the commandments and doctors of men, which things, now this is a little, let me just leave, I've got last verse here, but this verse doesn't make any sense unless you break it down. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. So what he's saying here is a lot of these practices that people have. And, and you know, they, some people, they're like, super humble or something like that. This is what this humility in will, where they'll do all of these different things, this extra worship, and they'll neglect their body. It's called asceticism, right? You're like, well, I, I, you know, I don't do this, or I, I, I make sure that, you know, people used to wear hair shirts years and years ago, so that would actually itch their body and be uncomfortable because they were being more holy. And the Bible says here, the Bible says, that's neglecting the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. That means they are of no value against sinful indulgence because they don't honor God. All of these things. And, and he was warning the church because there were people that are saying, well, if you're circumcised and if you avoid this food or if you avoid this practice, then you're going to be more holy unto God. And Paul was saying... You need to have Christ as your main concern. And you trust him. And you know what? Christ will help you eat healthier because he'll give you control over your donuts, right? I love donuts. But if you want to get healthy, you got Christ there. You can eat one instead of 12, right? Which that's what Christ will help us with. And Christ will help us with other things in our life. But let's focus on Jesus Christ being the center and the focus and stay connected to him and not get wrapped up in you know, six or seven ways thinking that these other things are going to please God. God was only satisfied when he saw his son on the cross. He saw the travail of his soul. That was the only thing that satisfied the father. And it's the only thing that will bring us true satisfaction. Again, New Year's resolutions, healthy eating, brethren, that's all good things for the body which is going to die anyway. You might live a few years longer if you get bran flakes. Maybe I'll be in heaven shouting and be like, what took you so long? Well, then bran flakes, huh? <laughs> Had to stay down on earth 10 more years. But, but really, and seriously, to keep our faith in Jesus Christ. And you know, especially when things get crazy, not get a sidetrack or, or, or take someone else's advice if it deviates from the gospel, but hold on to Jesus Christ. And you know, especially in those tough times, your walk with God becomes very, very special. Very, very special.
Let's let's dismiss in prayer. Spencer, could you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, God bless you. See you Thursday.